0: Good afternoon to you. It is Saturday, December 9th at 4:12 p.m. Your Purdue Boilermakers are now what? 8 and 1. Yeah, 9 and 1. 9 and 1 after beating Alabama 92 to 86. Up in Toronto, up in Zach Edey land. Zach Edey brought a big contingent, but sadly the game wasn't super well attended. I noticed there were some empties there at the end, quite a few empties at the end. But it was a, it had all the feel and look of an NCAA tournament game. Uh, Purdue had to fight through the the fight against themselves. Honestly, they had, they dug themselves holes both in the the first and the second half that they, they, they climbed out of. I'll talk about it here in a second but first let me thank our friends at Homefield Apparel. I'm wearing a shirt from Homefield Apparel. You can get one too. They even sell this shirt right now. Enter BOILED23 at checkout when you go to homefieldapparel.com for your car, cart with lots of goodies and uh, go home happy. Well, you're not you don't you're not at a retail store. But when you're on campus, you can also uh, see another another set of our friends, the uh, the good folks at AJ's. Adam and Jake will hook you up as well as the whole staff. You can get some good stuff to eat, some good stuff to drink, burgers, beef, beer. That's AJ's. AJ's on Vine. eatajs.com. So So uh, that's a uh, that's a good win, guys and girls. That is a good win. Um, the stars were out today in Toronto. Zach Eadie played very well. Uh, Braden Smith played incredibly well down the end, down the end of the game, and uh, his name Mark Spears, I think um spears from alabama had 35 points so Edie and spears i'm going to get into the stats deeper here in a second but i know they both had 35 points so they kind of neutralized each other interesting way they both got there of course very differently from one another uh spears was bombing threes and purdue had no answer for him especially in the first half uh i haven't seen the breakdown of his points in the first and the second half but he was hitting everything absolutely everything in the first half. Um, Purdue wasn't even getting a hand in his face much of the time. Uh, Purdue tried to look. They really were working hard on taking away the drive. And in doing so, they left open the three, which is kind of a decision you have to make when you don't have the quickest guys up top. Uh, there's another decision they could make. They won't make it, which is throw a 1-3-1 one, one at them. That that team, to me, again, a 1-3-1 one, one versus a team that loves to drive, get at the hoop, and shoot threes. Boy, that hits them right where it hurts. But... It's not going to happen and so if it's not going to happen what you have to do is you have to find a neutralizer because we've seen this twice now in a 10-day period or a week period i don't, it seems like northwestern game was a long time ago that's a week ago northwestern really did ran some very similar things uh they would drive dish out they, they were more into driving and dishing out than just kind of the movement that alabama has away from the ball is pretty incredible but Um, a zone for a couple of minutes would have been good. It's not going to happen. I know it's wishful thinking to say that. And it's like throwing gasoline on the fire for many of you guys here, many of you Purdue fans. But the big thing is Purdue made tons of plays down at the end of the, down the stretch. Purdue played really, really tough, uh, both defense, offense, um, in the second half. In the first half, I think they were down by 12 on two different occasions, I believe. In the second half, they got down by either eight or nine points before kind of finding their legs and getting back into the game. Um, Edie was an absolute horse, of course. Didn't mean to do that, (laughs) Mr. Ed. Um, Edie was a beast, um, and Alabama couldn't do anything about it. They tried to do everything they could. Uh, Edie, I think, fouled out one Alabama player, left two others, maybe he fouled out two. But he fouled out, I'll find out in a second, but he fouled out at least one, and he put Alabama in the position where they're on their heels all day. They couldn't do anything against him. They could not stop him. It, it frustrated Nate Oates so much that he threw a little hissy fit, got a tech, and then after that tech, for the next seven or eight minutes, Alabama didn't have a foul called on him. Uh, it was a 6-0 foul count. Uh, somebody, as Multiple people, thank you guys and girls, on Twitter told me. Um, so it went from being uh, Alabama playing a physical game, trying to beat up on Edie to stop him, which is understandable, by the way. I'm not, I get it. What do you do when you don't have a guy taller than 6'9", 6'10", and you're playing a guy who's a mountain with that moves really quickly? Um, but they uh, Alabama did everything they, they could to try to stop him. It's frustrating when you see a guy that physically dominant. But Alabama did not change any of their, um, the way they play the game at that point. But the refs changed the way it was called, which always happens and I think is the biggest frustration for any college basketball fan in modern college basketball. Uh, Let me look at the stats real quick, and then we can talk a little bit together, all of us. I see a lot of my good buddies are here. Great to see you guys. Um, So, uh, Purdue wins 92-86 on the other side. Sears just led the way, 35 points on the other side. He went 8 of 16 from 3 in the first half, I believe, I believe... Alabama only shot the ball not non-three-point shot twice, and they made it. Made it both times. They were two for two. Um, but they were just absolutely on fire in the first half. The second half, they were still, still good. Obviously still, uh, I mean, shooting above 40%, I think, is the goal of a team. They shot 41% as a team, but they got a little cold for about a 7-8-minute period. And uh, that did not have anything to do with Zach Eadie manhandling um, their bigs and not being able to... Um, uh, not being able to be stopped. One interesting part of that game to me was Edie was locked up with one of their bigs. Can't remember who it was. Um, and, yeah, he did foul out two of their two of their bigs, fouled out. Uh, Pringle, who was, um, he deserved a tech in the first half uh, for first getting in Edie's face after fouling him and then shoving Braden Smith out of the way. But that didn't earn him a tech. Of course not. Um so he should have fouled out earlier, but he was one of the guys that got fouled out. In the second half, another one of their bigs was locked up with Edie. Edie said, well, he was holding me down. I couldn't move a hook and hold. He asked the refs to look at it and watch it, and they went and looked at it, and they came back and they called the hook and hold on Edie. Um, Hummel was in a very equitable mood at that point. pointed out that Edie did actually have um, have the Alabama player locked, um, but they were it was equal lock, I would have said. But Sure, okay, that's a, that's a rough deal to go in and ask for it and then get the tech yourself. Um, and it tightened the game way up. I mean, I think um, it got down to one- or two-point deficit again, and then it came down to Purdue making plays and really Braden Smith making plays. So Zach Eady scores 35 points, has seven rebounds, two assists. Excellent day. Uh, earned three fouls. Um, and then Braden Smith, though, 27 points, eight assists, five rebounds, a steal. And just one turnover. Incredibly solid game, incredibly um, sound decision making down the stretch in the first half. Well, pardon me. In the beginning of the second half, when Purdue was starting to scratch and call back into the game, that was all on Braden Smith making really good decisions, reading pick and rolls. uh, pardon me, uh, reading picks, rolling off the pick, making, making shots on the, on the run. And then in the end of the second half, Smith was doing an excellent job driving in, drawing, uh, a man off of Edie, creating a, a mismatch, which is a one-on-one for Edie and dumping it to Edie where Edie would just terrify and terrorize, terrorize, not terrify. I'm sure the rims were scale scared, but more terrorizing than terrifying the rim by just almost ripping it off of its, uh, bolts, um, Great, great game by Smith, though, and I really believe, I said this to the guys, the BS guys off of here um, in a thread, to me, if Purdue's going to get over the hump in March, April, and when I mean get over the hump, I mean get to the Final Four, uh, it's going to take, number one, Smith playing games like this, and number two, uh, Miles Colvin or Cam Heidi are both coming along significantly, because you're going to need guys who are a little more athletic, um, who can uh, be another body on the floor to stop dynamic guards. Most teams in modern college basketball are built around dynamic guard play, and Purdue is built around Edie's play, right, Edie's uh, back-to-the-basket play. Um, by the way, Edie had a couple plays today where he got the ball facing the basket, and I think that's got to be the scariest thing in the world. If you're a big man, you see Edie coming at you full full bore. He had two of them, I think, where it was off the bounce that he dunked and uh those were just flat out nasty and he has that he's had that in a couple games now where he's dunked from pretty far out showing his athleticism i know he's just tall but he also can move pretty well for a really really big tall guy um the stats don't show the whole story here because if you look at guys like i mean lance jones was solid He he had a big breaking of the press he also, right before, threw the ball away. It was a it was a sloppy pass. But the next time down when Alabama was throwing the press at Purdue and it looked like this is perfect position for Purdue to give this game away. We've all seen it. Um, instead, Jones broke the press on the dribble and then came down. He went one for two from the free throw line. I think that's one of those things I really would love to see Purdue get away from missing important free throws. Uh, they're all important, but they still went 85, uh, 86% from the free throw line. Uh, it's an excellent game from the free throw line. Can't complain too much, but missing that one <laughs> uh, felt a little worse for me. Kind of made me clam up a little bit because there was still a little bit of time. Um, and then, uh, so Jones, uh, he is the he's the perfect complement to this team as it uh, as it stands. Uh, on top of that, I was really really impressed with Caleb First when Caleb First was in the game. His athleticism. His quickness, um, his ability to get to uh, loose balls, make get rebounds, was a was a huge boon for Purdue. Um, first, only finishes with two points, but he has six boards, two assists, and a steal. Um, just he played a huge game. Uh, Kaufman Wren. Looks to me like he's struggling a little bit. And I think it's going to happen, especially against quicker teams. Alabama is quick. I think by anybody's measure, Alabama's quick. Um, but first was was struggling a bit. Uh, pardon me, Coffin was struggling a bit. Coffin Wren, and first was very, very good off the bench. Um, also, Miles Colvin had a couple huge plays. He had a steal. Uh, let's see if he got credit for it. He had two steals. <laughs> he had two steals. One of them was, was a huge steal with like... Right around four minutes left, five minutes left. Um, that was a really important possession for Purdue. Uh, maybe it was inside four, because four minutes was kind of the pivotal point. So it was inside four minutes, I believe. I'm gonna go with that. Um, so two steals, and then he had a big three. Um, let's see. He went, uh, he went one for one from three, and he had a, but a big one where everybody was drawn into the middle. Smith did it again, I believe. And they kicked it out to uh, Colvin for the three. Gillis played uh, big, another quiet game. And the, that's the thing if you're just reading the box score, you're not getting the whole story. And I know some of you probably weren't able to watch the game for different reasons. Um, but Gillis, not a whole lot to talk about here five points, three assists, three rebounds. But Gillis had a couple boards that were just absolutely essential to keeping a possession alive. Uh, very impressive. Uh, Morton came in at the end of the game as a defensive stopper, kept Sears from scoring, and every position, possession mattered. Um, that was like Alabama's last real possession, uh, kept Sears from really getting a good look at all. Those little bits of defensive stop, I mean, if you have a guy that's fresh leg, because Morton doesn't play a lot anymore, I think he's usually playing, I think his average is 8 to 10 minutes a game, and he's playing less than that right now, I believe. But coming off the bench and having a guy that's that long who will be in the right place is a huge deal. Purdue really needs, though, really needs that third guard to step up. I mean, I, I can't stress that enough. When I look at these other these teams that, like today, this Alabama game felt every bit like the Purdue Tennessee game in the um, in the Sweet 16 in Louisville a couple years ago had that intensity. Um, it was back and forth both teams were scoring uh not at will but when they got hot alabama did it from outside and purdue just got into tremendous rhythm at minutes at a time where they would get to the hoop they would get to the hoop they would get to the hoop hoop, and then braden smith would break it up with a three or miles colvin would break it up with a three had all that the feel of a ncaa tournament game all the intensity all the pace um but purdue really is going to need i cannot stress this enough purdue is going to need one of those guards um i just I don't think Lawyer has the tools to do it. I think Lawyer is important. We've seen it just in the last two weeks when Lawyer plays big on offense, when he's going to the hoop. It's, it's, it's a big deal. But Lawyer's going to have a hard time off the bounce for teams like Alabama. But he just is. And there's a lot of teams that are going to be in that round of 16, if Purdue can get there, um, that are just like Alabama. Right, very, very tough teams. I mean, Alabama, they're out of the top 25 now. They probably won't be back in the top 25 for, at least for a couple of weeks, but they'll be back in. They're 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 a very good team. But that's a team that was, was relatively high-ranked. I think they were in the teens just a couple of years ago, or a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, man, my misspeaks are bad today. I apologize to all of you. Um, but this just seems to me like something Purdue's going to have to do, and I think it's got to be uh, Colvin or Heidi uh, stepping up and becoming that that uh, third guard who can be dynamic, even if it's off the bench and lawyers still starting, I don't care, but Colvin or Heidi uh, are gonna be huge. and We gotta see how they develop over the next month. If you wanna look for something, that's to me, that's the biggest thing you can look for for Purdue. You know, a lot of people have said, oh, just get me to March, just get me to March. But I would say, if you're looking for one thing to kind of just watch intently, let's watch how these guards develop. Watch how these young guys develop because that to me is going to define their success come March and April. A couple other stats. Like I said, Purdue 86% from free throw line, uh, three point line, 44% perfectly solid. Um, That's what you want to see. And then rebounding Alabama, man, they, I'll tell you in the first half, I think they had the rebounding lead. Purdue wins the edges out six point or six rebounds uh, wins 38, 32 on the, on the glass. And that was an important battle. Um, That's a, that's a big win. I mean, I, I, Watching it, you know, I got fully cranked up in this one. Um, watching it by myself, it was abandoned by my family today because they were doing important things. But um, I wish I didn't get that cranked up, but I was pretty into this one, and I fe- and it felt uh, like a game later in the year. So uh, thanks to you guys who are tuning in live, and thanks to you who are listening on delay as well. Let's uh, let's let's see what you guys have to say. Boiler bra eighty two BTFU right on big big uh, win. Uh, Noel M... Twenty three. Happy Saturday to you as well, broxton Davis. Let's go. Um, Braden Smith is a dog, Noel, uh, and I don't know. Uh, I bet. I bet we interact on Twitter, and I just don't know your username. But um, Braden Smith is man. He's he is every bit of um, all Big Ten point guard type guy, uh, at least. And and his ceiling's way above that. So I got a question for you. I asked the Boiled Sports guys uh, this question. Which one would you rather take? Those of you who are a couple years older, because it's not very recent, but would you rather have Braden Smith as a sophomore or Aaron Kraft as a senior? Kraft, um was awfully good. Awfully good at Ohio State. Uh, and it seemed like good things happened when Kraft was on the court. He was one of those guys who really made everybody else look better. He knew when to shoot. Uh, he didn't shoot as much as Smith. He didn't have the ability to create on offense like Smith does. But uh, great passer, uh, great defender, uh-huh. uh, smart player. So just question for you guys you can answer. Ted Berkey said, survived that incredibly uh, hot start from Alabama. Got a huge win right on. I mean, that – Alabama was up, what, 8-0 right away, just from the jump, and then uh, then extended it out, and then Purdue fought back, and then extended it out again. Purdue showed a lot of fight. Alabama was on. A friend of mine who um, watches Alabama a lot, he says they have a real problem. They don't stay as hot from three in the second half. Sure enough, he was right. Um, They weren't freezing cold, though, so... Uh, Handle Jones notes that I'm rocking an FDU shirt. That's correct. This shirt, I had this on today for a reason because I was like, okay, this feels like a tournament atmosphere. It feels like a tournament type day. Kind of looks like a gray, cloudy. I mean, Indiana, we don't get a ton of beautiful sunny days and in, in around the Sweet 16. But I think this, this to me is exactly the type of opponent Purdue will play in the Sweet 16. Uh, I was... Had a weird flashback to the uh, time when Glenn Robinson played Alabama um, in Lexington, Kentucky. And that goes back, to, I think Purdue was in the Sweet 16 there. That Alabama team, I think I've said it before, is led by Sean Pecklove. They were athletic. They were not like this Alabama team. They, did, they, <clears throat> they were not relying on the three as much, but they had some guys that could bang inside. And Robinson rose to the occasion. So uh, Derek, uh, <clears throat> oh wait, I jumped ahead. Uh, need to be in verse says great test W on the road a neutral court those neutral court wins are huge this Purdue team has a resume that's long enough for two seasons already and we're not even um, not even to January so uh, amazing scheduling a week from now you got Arizona and Indianapolis it just it uh, it doesn't get easy it doesn't get easier for Purdue um, but hopefully these these tests will lead to something bigger I think that's all we ca- we all care about I think we're all on the same page there. Uh, Ted Berkey, whose house? Zach's house. Absolutely, that's the house Zach built. Not really, um, but it is. It was neat to see all those people in Zach's shirt. And his mom was there. It was cool. It was cool. Uh, good for Zach. He he deserved to have a huge game. I said this to handle the thing. I really wanted to see was Zach go off tonight more than or today more than anything. I think uh, you guys can predict this when Zach goes off. Uh, I think I wonder what his uh, Purdue's record. I think I think when he scores over twenty, I'd say twenty eight. I think Purdue wins every time I think nope because they didn't win versus Northwestern I'm wrong about that aren't I um, yeah I'm wrong about that so there you go I don't know much Derek uh, Muliken says I think we have a real issue with lawyer he's had one good game this year four points four rebounds tonight just can't compete against these better players Colvin Heidi Morton all better I, I I'm not gonna go I'm not gonna rule him out and rule his season out yet Derek I do see the reason for concern. Okay, I agree on some level. I don't want to. I, I just have a hard time this early in the season. I know we're about what a third of the way through, but I have a hard time saying that. And I like I like Lawyer. I like a lot of what he does, but um, on offense, it's it's the troublesome thing, right? If let's be let's just be really honest. Okay, athletic he he is what he is, and I don't think that's a that's a problem. He's just. He's not as athletic as uh, Colvin or Heidi. The real problem for me is that Lawyer does not hit a high enough percentage of his shots. For a guy, that's what he should be doing. He should be the guy, Smith, if he's going to pound the lane, get in there. If Edie's not there, be able to kick it out to Lawyer, hits a wide open three. Um, And that, to me, is the most disconcerting thing. So I think there's a a fair reason to be concerned. I don't think it's—he's a sophomore, too. He's a young sophomore. And um, I think we have a tendency, everybody has a tendency to, to believe that everybody needs to be great right out of the gate. The problem is if somebody's not great and they're supposed to be great, uh, obviously that leads to all sorts of things, the transfer portal and all that. And I want Lawyer to stay all four years at Purdue. I want to be an important part of Painter turning the corner, crashing through his ceiling that he's built. Um, but yeah, there's reason for concern. So that was a lot. That was a long answer. Ron Gable, uh, good for you to wear your favorite shirt. Yeah, this is a comfortable shirt, Ron. That's exactly right. No, I, I think, you know, like I told you, I love an underdog. Um, but I, I am very mindful of this that day. I'm mindful of all of it all season. And, um, and I think every little thing Purdue can do to get themselves to the point where just, and they are, they all have, they've faced this like, uh, the right way. Um, they know that their, you know, their legacy is going to be defined in 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 March and April, hopefully. Mr. Pepsi313 says, can we just play all the Hong games? No kidding. Uh, how about just not play Northwestern and Rutgers? I mean, that'd be, uh, that's my Christmas wish. Uh, Gentry B N says, good win, not sure what to say about our lack of composure at the end of games. I don't know. Today, I, I don't know if I'd say lack of composure at the end of the game. I, there, there are some, te- teams get frantic, right? And it's, It's natural uh, when it gets helter-skelter to have some letdowns. Uh, That's a good Alabama team. They threw a lot at Purdue there. Um, Bigger problem for me is the the open threes early in the game. Uh, That bothers me more than anything. I don't have as much problem with what happened at the end of the game. In fact, I think Purdue handled it pretty well. They closed them out. Uh, Braden Smith, like I uh, said off of here, Braden Smith's ability to make plays at the end of the game this is what Purdue that's the Braden Smith Purdue needs to beat all these good teams and it can't just be a big one it can't just be Zach Eady and then a bunch of Smurfs it's got to be Zach Eady plus Braden Smith making plays plus Jones making plays when given the ability or given the opportunity and he 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 didn't get a ton of opportunities tonight Um, he wasn't I think, I think Alabama literally wanted to take him away because they saw how important he is. When he gets in rhythm, when Jones gets in rhythm, it's uh, it's schools out for most teams, right? Um, but it's tough to take Smith out of rhythm since he's got the ball in his hands and he's so deadly with it. So uh, I don't think Purdue's composure is the problem. The bigger problem I have is guarding the three early in the game. And bad starts. I hate bad starts. Um I would like to see Purdue with a different lineup to start the game. I've said this, but it's not going to matter what I think. So, Chris R., uh, honestly, I thought Purdue adjusted pretty well defensively after the barrage in the first 10 minutes. I'd be interested to see the see a 10-minute split of scoring. Yeah, I agree. I think they survived really well. And the funny thing is, as well as Alabama shot, Purdue was still right in the game. A lot of Purdue fans, including Jay Money and others, that I'm on text threads with friends that said, I love Purdue's position they're in to be down by just a few after what Alabama threw at him. I didn't feel that good because I was like, why do we say the barrage has stopped? We just don't know. Right. And so, um, I think Purdue played, they showed a lot of resiliency and fight though. That's a big deal. Um, yeah, Derek Mullikan says the same thing. Games are hectic and they are helter skelter at the end of everything. The best way to keep them from being hectic at the end of the game is have a bigger lead. And Purdue's a good enough team to say, yep, yeah, let's, let's press out. Let's, Let's uh, put our elbows out and, and um, make the lead bigger. Patrick Gotchel says uh, Sears was giving off boogie vibes. Yeah, he was. That's a very good comparison. I think that's uh, Handel said that too on a text. Um, that's that's a very good comparison. He was he was white hot. So, um, uh, just uh, Judith Johnson says nineteen threes. Man, that's a ridiculous number. <laughs> nineteen threes. Yeah. Um, it all starts in the first half. Brent Williams, I think they were uh, fine. They didn't try to play Zach and TKR together. So I think it was fine when they didn't. When they didn't. Yeah, I agree. Zach and TKR together does not work well. I, I agree. I don't love it. I don't like that lineup. I've been clear about that. Um, let's see. Brent Williams. Oh, nope. It's same thing. Let's go down here. Um, I'll get down a little bit here. Uh, Joe Inslee says, Lawyer and TKR struggled together against TKR. Uh, against Bama's athleticism. Painter made good adjustments. Colvin got extended minutes. Yeah, that's a really good point, Joe, is not only did I say Colvin was making the, the plays, but he was in at the right times. Um, he was in in the right positions. He didn't have to guard Sears, for instance, right? That's a big deal. Um, yeah, Painter made very good adjustments. Lawyer will have good games again, and he'll probably have a good game in the next two games, just if you're, if you're into uh, gambling. Uh, I think Lawyer will have a big game in the next two games. I just think he will. Maybe not against Arizona. So let's say the next game. I just think he's due for one. Um, but I think a lot of teams would struggle against the guards from Alabama. I think they're a very good team. Like I said, I think they'll be I think they'll be a top fifteen team in a couple weeks again. I think they'll scratch and claw back in the top twenty five. They're a good team. Um Adam P says, couldn't watch the game today. Went to the Indiana State game with a friend, knew I had to tune in the BS for a good recap. Glad it can do it, Adam. Glad you're here. Um, let's see, Shane Hinkle. Kudos to Morton on defense yet again. This is the role he's pretty darn fun. Yeah, I agree, Shane. That that's what I was saying. He didn't have a lot of opportunities even to be a defensive stopper, but he was in at the end of the game, which shows what Painter thinks of him. He is his length, you can't discount that. Long arms, he's got he's got uh, he's got the ability to be in the right place at the right time. He's just not quite as athletic as you'll wish. That's it. He doesn't have Heidi's athletic athleticism. Um, Heidi Heidi is. I'd like to see, you know like it'd be fun to see the raw numbers like what these guys look like in a forty yard dash, vertical leap, that sort of thing. I know they've you know they've, they they those those pieces of information kind of uh, trickle out at different times, but um, it just feels like um, a guy like Morton is doing a lot with grit. I know I sound stereotypical. I don't mean to, but he is. He does a lot with grit, and he does a lot with uh, he's. He understands the game. So uh, let's see. Andy in Colorado said, I thought the sweet sixteen game was Glenn Robinson was against Kansas. Yes, you're right, Andy. Good correction. It was it what they were both in Lexington. So it went Alabama. Yep, you're right. My fault. Alabama, <laughs> that's incredible. That was that was a road Purdue had for a number one seed. Alabama, who was wasn't this Alabama team, but they were good. Alabama and Lexington, Kansas and Lexington. And then I was at the Duke game in um, uh, in Knoxville. That was sad. Still sad. Um, let's see. Yep. Uh, Kevin Pass says we beat Kansas in the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Wendell Polly, Braden Smith, growing up before I was, Yeah, Wendell, I, I agree. Uh, Braden Smith is becoming uh, he's becoming the dude. And I think that's the thing. Next year, if you want, if you want to, I don't want anyone to do this. I know some Purdue fans are already doing this, or they're moved on altogether. Whatever. Don't don't look past this season, but next season I know you've got uh you've got some beasts coming in, but I think this is Braden Smith's team next year. So that'll be a lot of fun to watch that. Um Poverty Six Specs says, Wipe the smugness off of Smear Sears' face. Yeah, Sears not only did he, he make shots, but uh he made shots and then he let you know he made shots. Um yeah, he's He's a good player. Um, he's a good player. And he's... You're right. Is it—is it cockiness or arrogance when you're actually that good? I don't know. It's just like... It's confidence, I guess. Because he earned it. Um, he played well. And the Boogie comparisons are right there. And Boogie had a swagger to him. I don't remember Boogie taunting guys all that much other than IU. He did taunt IU. Um, but more of it was kind of like... Just kind of like the, f- the flexing or mean mugging, whatever... Sears seemed to direct it at Purdue, um, but that's okay. It's okay. He earned it. He earned the ability to, uh, to be confident. Uh, he played a hell of a game. Um, let's see. Is Alabama more athletic than Arizona? Um, shoot. I'm watching Arizona play right now versus Wisconsin. Uh, they're up by 20 uh, at Arizona, by the way. Wisconsin was, was another team that was very hot. Um, I think Arizona is big. Uh, that's that's the thing. This is playing into what we as Purdue fans may be a little more comfortable with. This is going to be more, if I were a betting man, a guessing man, they got a lot of points right now. Um, but they play a lot more physical style basketball, and they're a bigger, stronger team. They're um, like Tennessee was years ago, maybe not like the Tennessee this year. Tennessee this year plays with the same philosophy they always have, but they weren't as big. This is a big Arizona team. Um, so I think Alabama is more athletic and quick. Um, Alabama, they had problems all over the court. Their quickness was their strength, their quickness and their lack of size was their weakness, right? Because Purdue just made them pay in the lane, the Edie specifically. But I think if this is a funny thing, if you remember back before Zach Edie, which every one of you on here does, Purdue still worked through the center, right? They still worked through the center, and that's what they're probably going to do. Maybe we'll see a difference next year, but. Um, TKR is going to be the starter next year. He's going to be a big, strong, you know, presence. But they have two seven-footers behind him, so yeah, that's this isn't new. Um, it is new that you have a guy that actually makes everything right. I mean, Edie had a couple misses. When he misses, it's so noteworthy because he just doesn't miss very often. But man, he hated those those rims in that Toronto arena. Hated him. He took it out on him. Um, Lawyer had two steals on defense. Thought he had a decent game. Okay, that's uh, two steals is good. I. I don't think um, I don't think he was a good matchup at all for Al- or Alabama was a good matchup for him. I think he struggled mightily, and I saw when Lawyer's struggling, one thing you see is Lawyer on the floor a lot, right? Because he's getting knocked down, getting knocked around. He's not really um, he's not really playing the game he wants to play, and that's the way I saw it. So we can disagree. I think two steals is great, and Purdue defense was good. Um, Lawyer is very good in passing lanes. Um, that's where, that's where Colvin still was as well in the passing lane. So, um, but I think lawyer was struggling. Um, but that's just my perspective. Yep. Uh, hope, hope everybody can go to the Indy game in Arizona. I, uh, I'm not going to be there, but, um, let's see, uh, next up Purdue plays, a, a tune up before they go to Arizona. I don't know who it is. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I'm going to call it a day. appreciate everybody being here and, um, Uh, that's a big one. That's a fun one. Hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, and we'll talk to you soon. God bless you. Hammer down. See ya.